You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good morning, listeners. Thank you for staying with us. This is Amanda Ellerkamp, joined by Father Craig Holkalter, my co-host. We are coming to you live uh, from Trinity Junior High and High School here in uh, Dickinson, North Dakota. Beautiful morning in southwest North Dakota. I think we might actually be on the verge of actual spring and summer. I'm, I, I'm hopeful, Father. That was <laughs> We didn't have to wear coats yesterday, and there was no white stuff falling from the sky. So I, I was really excited. Here. I think it's here, yes. I, I hope so. Let's, let's keep praying for that. Well, uh, this morning we are joined in this second segment by... Uh, a colleague of yours and mine, so all yes. titans are on the table. This is very <laughs> exciting. Uh, uh, Mr. and Coach Craig Kovash is going to be joining us as we talk about instilling Catholic values into athletes. Um, so thanks for joining us, Mr. Kovash. Uh, you uh, are a longtime not only teacher here, but coach of our titans. So can you tell us a little bit about your role here at Trinity to begin with for our listeners this morning? Well, first of all, I'm, I'm also a product of Trinity High School. I'm yeah. a 1981 graduate, uh, so I've been around a long time. I started teaching in 1987 and, uh, and coaching. Actually, I started coaching uh, immediately after I graduated high school here. I was coaching junior high football while I was going to college. Um, so I've been, I've been coaching for, uh, for quite a while. Um, I started actually teaching and coaching here um, in 1987, I believe. So you just really and never I, left. You graduated, yeah. started coaching, and just came back yeah. and started teaching. And actually, there was there was a year that I did leave, and I sometimes forget about that, and a lot yeah. of people don't know that. Um, we owned a sporting goods store here, my family, mm-hmm. and I took a year off and went into retail. And I, I remember in the spring, Rod Torgerson, who was an administrator at the time, called me back and asked what it would take to get me back. And it uh, it didn't take much. Uh, I realized that this is where I where I really needed to be or wanted to be. Yes. T- talk talk about countercultural. The segment prior to this, uh, Coach Kovash Amanda talked about things that are countercultural, and um, you well know. I mean, the fidelity of teachers is is waning, but you're you're <laughs> you're nearing four decades of teaching and coaching, religion teacher, um, physical education teacher. And uh, both basketball and track and field, and really you've made your mark in track and field. What? How did that start? How did your world of you know? I mean, you have you have a lot of trophies and honors underneath your belt. We'll get to those. Mm-hmm. Um, but why track and field? What what got you into that I, sport? I, actually, um, my first choices would have been football and basketball. Those were my favorite two sports to coach, <laughs> and um, the, uh, the if. I, I never dreamt I was going to be it, that much into track and field, but the opportunity presented itself. Um, we had a coach by the name of Joe Bailey, and um, he had uh, he was moving on, and the coaching positions opened, and that's when I jumped into coaching uh, track at the varsity level. Mm. And and it it actually it's a sport that has really grown on me over the years. I've grown to enjoy it. 
Yeah, I mean, you're at thir- so you're at 35 years. I mean, if we're math teachers, uh, I know you're a PE and religion teacher, but I mean, that's nearly four decades. You are a 2019 inductee into the North Dakota High School Coaches Association Hall of Fame, uh, four state track and field team championships, numerous individual and relay championships, uh, and then not to mention uh, state football championships. Uh, so what, what drives you to, I mean, you're nearing, you've been teaching almost as long as I've been alive. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, he, he taught me, he coached yeah, I was me. Say, a father, so <laughs> I, I taught and coached father. Um, <laughs> what keeps we can talk about those stories later. <laughs> you know, what, They're all good you, ones. What, what keeps me going is, is I really enjoy the people that I work with, you know, right now, like our staff, assistant coaches, uh, three of the four I've taught and coached, mm. um, Love working with these people. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, as a head coach, you want to surround yourself, you know, with, with good people. And I think that's what we, we all try to do here. And, and I think we, we've done that in, in the sport of track and field. And I, I really think that's, that's the reason why we've had so much success. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know what, we've been really fortunate to have some incredible athletes come through our system. And, you know, without that... It, none of this would would happen. So you know, a lot of help with assistant coaches and just having some really good kids to work with, and that just keeps you going. You know, Amanda, you made this point right away um, in terms of instilling Catholic values. And uh, uh, Coach Kovach is a colleague of ours, uh, so we work with them. Um, you know, um, and administratively by way of teaching in the classroom. And uh, by way of coaching athletes and making sure that we're taking care of our athletes in a, in a, in a you know in a, in a whole holistic way, mind, body, and soul. Uh, Coach Kovach, did you ever see yourself coaching someplace else because of you know you? But it, was it your colleagues here all the time? You, you know, you love the Catholic mission. You're an alumnus of the school. Um, was it the people that you're surrounded by and what we do here that kept you here so, for so long? And oh, absolutely. Um, you know, over the years, there has been other opportunities. You know, administrators in the surrounding schools, some of them said, hey, you know, would you be interested? Um, you know, and, and, you know, like Richardson was one many years ago. Um, one of our administrators went to Richardson and, um, and he, and he inquired and, and I, you know, they just, I just didn't want to leave this place for, all, you know, all those reasons. The, the faith aspect, the kids that we work with. I remember when he asked me, we were on a bus. And I had a couple of uh, track athletes with me, um, I, and um, I, I looked at them, and I looked at him, and I said, I, mm-hmm. I can't give up these guys right here. Yeah. I said, I, I can't give this up. And, um, you know, there, there's been a ton of kids like that. that that's, why, that's why we keep doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So what, what year did you, you started coaching in 1987, what year did you start coaching track and field? I well, Put you on the spot. I started in 1987. Like I was a junior high track coach first, okay, mm-hmm. and then an assistant varsity, varsity track coach, and then in 1993, um, I became the head coach. And that's actually the first year that we split up the boys and girls jobs. Yeah, up until then, it was it was it was a you know one head coach. 
So for for all, and this is the point I wanted to make, so Coach Kovash, good luck to you and to the Titans, the boys and girls, track and field teams. Folks, they are, for those of you that are in this circle, they leave, they literally leave for the state track and field meet in Bismarck in a couple of hours. They're going to practice here at, at 10 o'clock Mountain, and they departed at 11 o'clock. The state track and field meet for both Class A and B in North Dakota starts tonight uh, in Bismarck um, at the uh, MDU Resources Bowl. And, and Coach Kovash, along with Coach Sisson, the girls' coach, and their assistants, I'm one of them, uh, will be in Bismarck uh, coaching the weekend away. Uh, so this is your 30th, right? I mean, you're at least or you're close there, right? Your 30th yeah. state track and field mm-hmm. meet. Um, <laughs> it never gets old, does it? No. <laughs> it hits, Are you it's, nervous? It, actually, I am. I, I do get nervous. You would think after this many years, you know, you'd re- just get relaxed. Yeah. But, but I, I do get nervous uh, going uh, because, well, for one thing, we have, I mean, we're, we're taking down a really good group of kids, boys and girls, who can, can you know, we, we could potentially score some big points at the, at the state meet. So that brings on a little more nerves just because of that. Mm-hmm. I want to get to this a little bit more after the break. I know we're we're closing or we're, we're um, moving in on that. Amanda, you taught religion for years um, on a variety of levels, and um, you know there's there's a little bit of a hybrid in you, Coach Kovash, of on the coaching side, and that's the topic of football, basketball, and track, and uh, physical education by trade. But also, you've taught religion. Um, two eighth graders for years taught me folks um so that's something after break i want to get to is is the amount of influence you have on students 12 to 18 years old just the amount of impact we talked about that with the catholic academy and father well in the first segment uh, making sure parents have that the room to influence their their children and you've worked with you know, I would say thousands of parents at this point, uh, mm-hmm. and certainly probably hundreds of, of, of students. But it's something that I want to get to um, after the break is you diving into religion. That was asked by an administrator, brought you to that classroom. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. What I would say is a you know, as a classroom teacher, too, over the years of seeing the influence that coaches have on our students, mm. you know, in a, in a different light than what just a classroom teacher does. Um, I've had the privilege of, you know, of having Mr. Kovash and other coaches over the years as allies, as, as a classroom teacher. If, you know, if there's a kiddo that I, I'm like, I'm just not reaching this kid. I can't, you know, there's, there's a disconnect there in knowing if, if we had a coach in the building who this student was an athlete of, of saying, okay, what, how can we reach this kiddo? Like there's just this disconnect there. There is, there is some sort of, different connection and um, that relationship that you have with your athletes, which is a beautiful thing to see. Yeah. Coach Kovash, have you seen a, a um, uh, <laughs> to use a track image, a, a hurdle? Do you think that hurdle is heightened, you know, to get to that influence to make that impact? What has changed for you in nearly four decades of, uh, have you seen that change? Are you more traditional in that sense of, no, I just, you know, I go to work and, and I don't, have you seen much changing in coaching especially? Well, I'm kind of thinking about what you're what you're just talking about. Um, there's many times over the years where a teacher will come to me or one of us other coaches if they're having problems in in the classroom, and and because we coach, sometimes we have a little more leverage with kids, 
and and we can we can actually get them to maybe correct their behavior a little mm-hmm. bit or be a little better um, because because of the leverage we have because we work with them in more than one capacity. Absolutely, Coach yeah. Kovash, we appreciate your time. It's a very busy morning for you. We have uh, just a little smaller segment coming back. We're moving in on a break. I'm your host, uh, co-host, Father Craig Hochalter, along with Mrs. Amanda Ellerkamp, uh, broadcasting live from the Fisher Commons at Trinity Junior High and High School. We'll be back after this short break. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management's properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. For questions, Rose Management can be reached at 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. My name is Father Gabriel Wauero from the Diocese of Duluth. I've been a priest for 12 years in the United States. I am very happy to be a priest. I have watched many people receive peace because of a priest. Many times I meet people in grief. I meet people who are suffering. I meet young people who have lost their way. And as a priest, through prayer, through sacraments, through counsel, I have seen the peace of the Lord in their hearts. I believe every one of us needs this peace. And as a priest, we are able to bring that peace of the Lord to, uh, to, them, to them, whether they are on their sickbed, whether they are grieving a loved one, or whether they have been hurt by someone else. I love being a priest, and I think everyone, every young man out there, should consider becoming a priest to bring the same peace the world needs so much today. Real Presence Radio is available on Alexa-enabled devices, including Amazon Echo, phones, tablets, and smart displays. To enable the skill, just say, Alexa, enable Real Presence Radio. To listen, say something like, Alexa, open Real Presence Radio. It will then ask what station you want to play, to which you can respond, play Sioux Falls, or play AM 970, or play WWEN. From there, you can use commands like play, pause, and stop. Listen to RPR anytime, anywhere on Alexa-enabled devices. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Good morning, listeners. Thank you for staying with us again. I am Amanda Ellerkamp, joined by my co-host, Father Craig Holkalter, coming to you live from the Fisher Commons at Trinity Junior High and High School in Dickinson, North Dakota. We have been visiting this segment with our colleague, uh, Mr. Craig Kovash. He is sharing with us his many years of both coaching and teaching our Titans here in Dickinson. And he will be leaving shortly on the bus with our uh, Trinity track and field athletes for the state meet in Bismarck, North Dakota. And so we've been talking about all things uh, track and field. And Craig, I wanted to visit a little bit in the second half of the segment here about your unique role, as Father was pointing out before Mm -hmm. the break, of being both 
a track and field coach and a classroom teacher, not only in physical education, in anatomy, but also as a religion teacher. And how do those things, you know, go together? As as Trinity here, we, you know, our mission is to educate the whole student, body, mind, and soul. How do you, as a track coach, incorporate those things together? You know, what does that look like on a practical level for our listeners to give them idea of where does the faith come in to track and field? Well, not just track and field, but but every sport. You know, mm-hmm. when you uh, when you start talking about prayer to kids, and and we, you know, at the beginning of the season, you know, we were talking to the, and now we'll, we'll stick to track. But I says, you know, when you when you uh, you know when you get up to the line and you say that little prayer, I said, you know, what what are you asking for here? And I said, the one thing you don't want, you don't want to ask God to fix the race. Yeah. Okay, because that's not what he's going to do. But this, these are things that you should ask for that that you perform to the best of your ability. Mm-hmm. Um, that you don't that we we don't get injuries. Yeah. Right? Pray pray for health, and then um, also ask ask that we accept the outcome. You know, how do we accept the outcome of that event? All right, we've got you know we've got some very talented kids. They've been. Um, Talented for many years. How do you how do you handle success? Mm-hmm. And we talk about handling success with humility. Yes. All right, people don't people don't respect arrogant people, you know. And when you cross that finish line or you win that big game, you know how how are you handling that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and how do you have handle adversity? And just recently, we've had two excellent distance runners that have had to handle adversity. They both have broken bones in their feet. And these kids, uh, you know, they're, they're, they've handled things really incredibly. So, um, you know, that's, that's where the faith aspect comes in. Yeah. And, um, uh, so, and we constantly have to preach this to our kids, you know, the, you know with, with the success especially. I, I want humble athletes, you know. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, we as coaches, we, we have to model that too because, you know, these ath- athletes are an extension of us. And when they're having success, how are we handling that? Mm-hmm. You know, and we have to and be other humble people too. are seeing that. Yes, you know, and and watching that. You know, we we talk a lot here at Trinity about you know setting that tightened standard and setting that example. And and you know, other people are watching you, but also as as Catholics and Christians, mm-hmm. you know, other people are watching. How do you how do you handle success? How do you handle defeat? Mm-hmm. And how do we bring God glory in all of those situations? You know, how are we modeling Jesus in everything we do, whether it's you know, out on the track and field, in the classroom, at the grocery store, mm-hmm. you know, people, how do we handle events? Because people see that. Mm-hmm. That, uh, that line should be on a t-shirt. I want humble athletes. That just seems like a really strong catchphrase. <laughs> like, uh, you know, I, I, I wish more coaches would say that and act on it. Uh, Coach Kovash, you say, you've said it a lot this season, just being by your side, uh, but you've said it for years of perspective. Yeah. That on highs and lows, right? So you you run a PR, you set a school record, you're nearing a state record, you qualify for state, and you're you know you're in the top three, and then uh, you know you're, you're one of the best distance runners in the state comes to you and says you know he has a broken foot or whatever it might be, uh, and your response is perspective. Um, where do you get that from? You know, because there's so many coaches who are counter that example, and and would would point fingers, would you know, um, you know, uh, unleash somehow, or just you know, a disordered response. Yeah. You're so measured that way. 
Well, You're so measured. I don't know that I've always been that way, but I think as as you grow as a coach too, and you deal with these things, you know, on a on a regular basis, um, you you learn how to deal with them better. You know, the more times this happens, you you you, you learn how to put things in perspective because, really, like talking to our our one distance runner, you know, I said, you know, in the scheme of things, um, there are more important things. Worst things could happen. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and his reply, I mean, it was so great. He's got, he's got a, um, he's going to University of Mary next year to run. He said, my my running career isn't over. It's just mm-hmm. over temporarily. Yeah. You know, so he, here's a student who taught me a lesson about perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, we can we can learn a lot from our students too. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, they can, you know, be great teachers for us as mm-hmm. well. And I think, um, just that the beauty, you know, of being able to, again, to, to incorporate the faith into everything we do, that it's not this isolated pocket of, well, my faith is over here. And then, you know, my, I'm an athlete over here, but to give them those lifelong lessons Mm -hmm. is what I'm thinking as you're talking of, you know, it's, it's not just about here as a, as a Titan athlete, you know, for example, but how am I going to take this into my life? Exactly. No, we are, our job is not just to teach about the game. It, it's life le- life lessons, yes. you know, because in, in life, there's going to be adversity. Mm-hmm. How are you going to handle it? Yes. You know, there, there's going to be a lot of it, you know, and, you know, working with teammates, um, uh, you know, that you might not get along with all the time. Yeah. Um, every job you go to, there's going to be people like that in your lives. And that's our job to teach kids how to cope with some of those things. Mm-hmm. You, um, the scope of track and field is so wide. You know, you have, I mean, you have, you have assistant coaches, four, five, six people deep. Uh, Coach Kovash, how do you how do you make sure? What have you done in the years past? I mean, how do you? Um, I, I think there's such an integration in you that, uh, and I'm probably a little biased because I'm a priest, but um, how do you make sure that your assistants are following your suit? You know, because you have. You know, you don't, you don't, I mean, track and field meets are hours long. It's not a one and a half hour game in a confined gym space. You know, you, the, how do you make sure you have that influence on your assistants? Do you pick them wisely? Do you, I mean, how do you do it? Well, we've been so fortunate here. Um, the picking's been easy because they've been kids that I've, they're, they're people that I have coached and taught. Mm-hmm. So, so they've come through our system already and they just, they understand the philosophy when they with their first foot in the, in the door, and I think that makes it so much easier. They they just they just know because this is this is how you were coached. So I want you to coach the way you were coached. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I like that. That's a that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, they're they're they see the value in that yeah. already. You know, there's that buy-in to to the mission and to living that out. And I, again, I think that's such a powerful testament to the integration, you know, of the faith into everything we do that they're like, I want a part of that. You know, there's, there's something when you see something that is true and good and beautiful, you, and you want to be a part of that. And then you bring that back because you want to keep seeing that grow, you know? And I love when you were talking too about, um, you know, those life lessons that there's, there's so much applicability to sports, mm. to life, you know, as a, as a parent, um, that's one of the things that we've loved about our kids being involved in, in sports is that, you know, you learn some really great life lessons that are applicable to a number of ways. You know, how do you handle defeat? How do you handle success? How do you handle 
teammates that you don't get along with. You know, those are the really important things that it's, it's more than just the competition, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, but how do you apply that to other things as well? How did, you know, just kind of reflecting back of those lessons, maybe even as a, as an athlete yourself of learning those things and incorporating it, you know, was there coaches who were influential for you? Who were some of your, you know, mentors and, and developing that philosophy as, as you've come to live it now so many years? Well, I think a lot of the way that, you know, when we, when I started coaching, I coached again, the way I was coached, mm-hmm. you know, and I had guys like Mike Kidrowski here in football coaching. Um, you know, I, I had good, I had good role models. Um, I had, you know, the late Ken Keller was a coach of mine when I started coaching basketball. I, you know, I did a lot of things that, that he did with us. And that's, that's how I, that's how I coached. I coached the way I was, the, the way I was coached. There's yeah. something to that. It made me spurk. Uh, and, you know, to that point too, of, of having life lessons, uh, uh, Coach Kobash, you know, I, I think of, isn't it like proof in, in the pudding of these, these men and women coming back after years away of being in college, right? Maybe starting a family, uh, getting married, and then they come back and, and they're coaching for you. Uh, that works, you know, like in the first segment, like parenting works, coaching works, you know, mm-hmm. like par- parents are going to parents they parent the way they were parented. Right there's a real thing to that, and make adjustments where they need to, um, and it it's such the same principle in mm-hmm. in coaching and teaching. I, 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 just, I just love that phrase. Our listeners don't know, or maybe some of them do, but Coach Kovash is retiring. This is his final. Um, he probably, he hates this, but uh, <laughs> it's his final uh, final few days of coaching. He after decades, as we've said already, uh, he, he's he's hanging up the spikes and, and hanging up the baton. Um, after a historic career, really, he is retiring from coaching track and field and and all sports, football and basketball included. And he will be full time teacher in the fall, only teacher. Um, and I don't know if I, I'll believe it until I see it, probably. But uh, Mr. Kovash, what, what are you looking forward to in your retiring days? Well, you know, I'm gonna. There's a lot of things I'm gonna miss, and I mean, I've got a good group of kids here, some young kids who it would have been fun to kind of see them through. Mm-hmm. But this is a decision I made two years ago, and I, I wanted to make sure that, you know, that, that whoever took over, that there, there's going to be a good nucleus of, mm. of talented kids to work with, and, and we, we certainly have that. But, I, you know what, I, I just, I just want to enjoy going home after school. Uh, I'm an outdoorsman. It's going to give me more opportunities to enjoy that part of my life while I while I still can. Mm-hmm. Coach Kabash, thanks for your time. Good luck this weekend at the State Track and Field Meek, and, and well done. We appreciate your time Thank this you. morning. Uh, coming up next at Real Presence Radio, we will talk to you and listen to you about how to support diocesan seminarians. We're moving to a break. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm. 